Cameron, I'm recording now. Aaron, I'm recording now. Cameron's recording now. All right, I'm recording now. I'm, I'm not recording yet. Yes, you are. Okay. Don't lie to the boy. Green is. I'm here. Green's here. Hey everyone. We've done it through arduous adoration. Is that what you want to call it? Fuck it. I don't know. Look, I was just arduous adoration. I was just looking for some fucking some fucking. I was just looking for some fucking. And I found it. Um, no, I was looking for a... Uh, what the fuck is the goddamn fucking word? Which one? The one where it's the two letters. <laughs> they start with the same letter. Oh, the alliteration. Alliteration. That's what I was, <laughs> that's what I was looking for. It didn't happen. Uh, and that, uh, that was... The, Arduous any, anyway. adulation. Oh, so adulation. you're saying that it's that collateral was. cootie or bilateral beauty. <laughs> bilateral beauty. Yes, blateral. <laughs> blateral beauty. That's right. That's the one. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, th- uh, theme song. Scooby Doo Wop. Take it up. Scooby Doo Wop. I'm on a goop. Scooby Doo Wop. Watch out for my pee. It's on the wall and never leaving me. And all that's kind of weird. There's. Yep. Just remember to notice the collateral beauty. Oh. Okay. Hello and welcome to the catastrophe section. My name is always Nope, that's not right. My name is Aaron and with me as always is Cameron. <laughs> that's him. That's him. Today we have special guest Green. Hi, my name is always Green. Always. As green. as Aaron was saying. It is I mean my name is he as was, always Aaron. His, his name is, is as always Aaron. Is as always. Is as always. Is that is as all. Is as always. Is as all. Is as all. Always Aaron. <laughs> Is as all sounds like Azazel. It does, or just like some so. sort of like vaginal care ointment. Is that all? Azazel. Is as all. Get take care of that rubbing problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to turn around, and there's a lot of cables. I don't want to unplug something on accident. I have to not move, basically. I'm in a rat nest. You are. You you're a rat king. I'm kind of. You, you're just you're just all the right. tails. I'm rat king cold. <laughs> Rat King Cole. That's a good joke. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> it's better when I say that I'm, it's a good joke. <laughs> like, now, the problem is that I'm like, is it? I'm, like, trying to figure out. No, it is. Okay, all right. Unequivocably. That's not how that word <laughs> oh, no. works. But that's okay. I don't care. Green, are you excited yeah. for Spanakopita? I am. I'm so... Are we good? I'm so excited. No, so Holly, Holly's asleep. So... It won't be done when we're done recording. It'll Should be, I? It'll be done after we watch Christmas in New York. Should I scream for... No, because she's not going to get up. <laughs> okay. All right. It, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I was ramping up to scream. I noticed. I ready. You were I ready. To... You were fucking... You were getting that lungful. <laughs> yeah, did you... A fucking axe cold deodorant. I don't even know what I would call it. I don't know. Aerosol? Axe aerosol? Because it's not really a not deodorant. deodorant no. And it's not really a per, like well, any sort of perfume. It's, it's just sort of an odor in a, a can. It is a deodorant. It just replaces the old odor with a new one. It, it, does it really even do that? Or does it, it just mingle no, no, okay. the odors? I would call it an odorant. <laughs> an odorant. It is an That's odorant. <laughs> axe odorant. Axe Axe odorant, odorant spray. Mm, yum yum. <laughs> Smells like fucking goddamn high school in here are, are we is, oh. is this staying oh. in the episode i don't i don't know i, I kind of hope so it probably will be if, if it stays in the episode i just like the background is that 
Aaron handed me a whole bunch of little. A- All right, I am recording again. Uh, one second, I'm telling a story, Cameron. Um, yeah, how dare? So, yeah, holy shit. Um, Aaron handed me a whole bunch of little teeny tiny axe body spray things. Yeah, and ones that go in your pocket. Yeah, ones that go in your pocket. And what happened was, I decided to start spraying one just because I thought it would be kind of funny. And then Aaron did too. And now and we're I said, living with are- our decisions. Yes, and I said this is now the air horn. This yeah, the modern air horn. It's just <laughs> a little axe spray can <laughs> and then we both looked at each other smiled and kept going and then we regretted it very quickly because yep. oh god it's, <laughs> it's bad and we can't open the door because the if the birds the birds could die really oh yeah with <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> jesus christ because we of course we can't, i can't use air fresheners in the house oh that's so it. that's, that's fine so, no well no it's just it's but just like, funny that you have all of these little things and that it's i just cannot like, use <laughs> Yes. Okay, I yeah. didn't know that. That Absolutely. makes that makes it so I mean, much fine. more funny. As long as it stays in here, it'll settle by the time we we leave. Yeah, that's so, true. Like, whatever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it'll settle. It'll settle. It'll settle. Well, that's I, what it does. It'll settle where I sleep. So, good lord. So, Aaron. Yeah. Aaron, what are we talking about today? Well, right now we're talking about Axe body spray yeah. using his air horns, but we did also watch a movie today. Did we? I mean, technically. <laughs> yeah. It's on Netflix. That's true. So yes, I should thankfully, be nicer I'm to glad it, I didn't have to pay four bucks for it. I was gonna pirate it if anything. I didn't pay money for that, especially that movie. Goddamn! So we watched Collateral Beauty today. Yep, as you can tell by the episode title, mm-hmm. it'll be there. Yes, Collateral Beauty. Collateral be. Beauty, <laughs> which it's is beauty, a movie but starring Will Smith. It sure is. And yep. to try to describe the plot of this movie is to uh, <sighs> yeah question one's own sanity it's an exercise in madness to be sure yeah i I first heard about the plot of this movie on another film podcast and i was like that can't be oh no yeah i remember cameron and i watched this previously and i forgot the second twist until it happened in the last five minutes of the movie and then i oh yeah the second twist i got there's mad twists in this movie there are yeah. two, there are two one of them is very obvious and the other one comes out of fucking nowhere and i forgot about it entirely <laughs> and i hate it that one's worse for both of them i i think at some point are we going to talk about it now or are we just going to fucking well, just go into we'll the set test? it up we'll set it up a little bit first and then we'll go into detail yeah, okay. I, we'll run through I, it real quick wait, really quick i just like the fact that in doing that, we're doing way more than the movie itself did to set up these twists. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> of course Lord. We we're doing our due diligence here yeah. in the catastrophe section. That's what we do. So, uh, the movie, basically, Will Smith and Ed Norton are tech people. Well, no, it's advertising? What they're ad do? executives. Ad, yeah, they're they're ad, executives. ad executives. Though their office looks like a fucking shitty tech startup. But anyway, they're an ad company. And they're like, we did the the opening scene is a shitty speech written by a shitty man. And I realized that this is the same opening as the space between us, which is because the space between us is also like a CEO. Yeah, it's the same writer. Um, It's it's they're both they both open with some shitty CEO giving a speech. Like what a lazy way to be like, this is my narrative framing is this. Yeah. Yeah, Alan Loeb, his character development and exposition is basically just, let's have someone give what I think to be a rousing speech to a yeah. captive audience. Well, also, <laughs> like, if that, so it starts with a speech, and uh, there's, like, 30, 25 people in the room, and they're like, we're such a big, co- big good company that does good, big things. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, 25 people there, and it... it 
and the, the the speech sounds like it's supposed to be the whole company, but that's that's not that's not enough people. But anyway, so basically, it cuts to three years later, and what has essentially has happened is Will Smith, who is co-owner of this company, uh, he his daughter died, and he hasn't spoken a single word to any other human being in two years, maybe six months. We don't know. At least six months. At least six months, At least six if months. not two years. We do not know. So, yeah. He's just been building dominoes. He's just been doing dominoes and, and knocking them down. Making, yeah, and making his towers, taking them down. Yeah, and then his three this coworkers. Is, what, what I love about the this movie is that it dumps so much garbage and like backstory on you in the first five minutes talking about stock options and hostile takeovers and ownership oh, yeah. percentages mm. of corporations. That you yeah, just... He has voting share. He has 60% voting shares. Yeah. We've oh, got how, did, how did that Omnicom. happen? <laughs> oh, he helped me out of a spot during my divorce. Thanks for the exposition, boss. Mm. God damn. Yeah, I got divorced because I cheated on my wife. My son could have caught you cheating on your wife. Who... And My he's a Os- baby. Uh, Oscar could do that. Yeah. Oh, the- yeah. Who's Oscar? My son, who I'm holding in my arms. You do. Yeah. The one yep. who I'm trying to put to sleep, and we're all whispering While about this conversation. A meeting. Yeah. Oh, can- before we do this, can I can I talk a little bit about the opening speech that Will Smith gives? Sure. Yeah. So this is where we're introduced to the three themes of the movie, oh, God, which yeah. are love, time, and death. And he says. One of the most contradictory things in cinema where he says, we're here to do more than just sell shit, which I just said, which I just thought that's your job. You're an ad agency. That's like your modus operandi. Yeah. And then he talks about everyone is all connected. Life is about people. The, uh, the three things, love, death, and time are part of the big why. Advertising is about illuminating how our products and services will improve people's lives and they connect everything on earth. <sighs> yep. It's like an ad agency is literally to sell shit. That's why you do advertising yeah, and not like, yeah. I don't know, self help. <laughs> anything else? Like, literally, yeah. like public messaging for like the government is more useful mm. to like. Because it'll be like recycling is cool because nobody else is going to pay for that, yeah, as an ad unless they are like forced to. I mean, to be fair, recycling was pushed by soda companies because that's when they had bottles and mm-hmm. they're like, We're going to cans and then we're going to make it your problem to get rid of them instead of, yeah, reusing the bottles. Anyway, Oof. that's a whole fucking thing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking so, about, that, but that's fine. So, Will Smith is grieving the loss of his daughter who he dreams of swinging around, around in circles. Before he yeah. inevitably had to let go and flung her into traffic, which that is, is how the she died. same joke I made. That is the exact same joke that I made. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm like, just let's go. Oh no. Oh dear. Splat. Yep. Olivia. I'm losing my grip. <laughs> I mean, she did ask, like, Dad, yeah, swing, swing me, me faster, hard. Daddy. Swing me faster. Gotta yeah. give the people what they want. He's an ad man. Goddamn right. So basically, uh, Ed Norton hires the same private investigator that found out he was cheating mm-hmm. to spy on him, to get dirt on him, so that they can prove that he 
can't vote to yeah, sell the like company. A, mm. And yeah, it's they like questioning f- his legal competency to yes. be the sixty percent majority shareholder vote because yeah, exactly. they're losing money and most of the value comes from relationships that Howard Will Smith's character had like brought in or whatever. And they yeah. say he hasn't even um he won't even have a conversation about it. And and the best intro is that like he comes out of the office like he's literally just been there setting up dominoes and then he leaves after he knocks them down and the first line of dialogue from this like Greek chorus trio is basically how long was that one out of 5 days? 5 days. 5 yep. whole days. 5 whole days. So yeah. Yeah, and then they say it's been 6 months of this zombie routine. We can't keep indulging this. I'm just I'm curious as to what he was doing for the other year and a half, honestly. Yeah. Well, six months of it, they even say like uh, he gave a grief counselor hell for six months, and he fired the ayahuasca shaman that they flew yes. in from Peru. Because ayahuasca will help. I mean, honestly, it might. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? Some of those drugs can work. There's, there's a well, lot of we studies established right now the about it. Actually, in the first five minutes that. If Howard does not agree to sell to them, of which they have not confronted him with a traditional intervention or tried anything about asking him about how can we help you, sounds like they just kind of plopped him into different things against his will, and then we're like, I guess we've I tried mean, everything. Who knows? It's been a, it's been two years, so who knows, right? Maybe yeah, they so did. So they say uh, we're gonna get fired by Danworth Financial, which we don't know who that is, but they've got an offer. Ooh, of $17 per share when they're not worth $14 a share. Yep. And then we see like Kate Winslet and Edward Norton walking through Christmas tree land in New York because it's in fucking New York because of course it's in New York during Christmas. And they're like, I don't know if we should do this. We shouldn't do this. Okay, we'll do this. And then I they forgot do this it. was also Christmas in New York. Yeah. That movie we're going to watch after this. <laughs> also, to, cl- to clear a yeah, palette. Clearly not filmed during actual New York. All that snow is so fucking fake. Oh, yeah. There's not even much snow. I, I, did, like, I never all. noticed any of the there's snow. There's like no snow. At all. Which is even funnier. The fucking East Coast. Of course there's goddamn snow. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, they're, they, they, the private investigator finds out that he's been writing letters to concepts, the same three core concepts that he and, gave the speech about two years ago like, gets a, like a bump, like a key to open the mailbox that will Smith put these unaddressed yeah. cons abstraction letters into. And he can't figure out when uh, I will, I'll, I'll talk about that later, but like, she's like $800 this cost to me. And I broke federal law. Yeah. Mm. And they, they say she like looks they, like a Mormon grandma. They talk about shareholder value and like, she looks like she's 50. Like federal she crimes in this more than any movie needs to. <laughs> <laughs> For something that's supposed to be like a hackneyed emotional, like, tear-jerking yeah, drama. To give stakes. Babby's first Shit philosophy. State. Yeah. Yeah, so... They find out that he's doing doing the letters to concepts, and then they're like, oh, gosh, how do we stop this? And then, randomly, Ed Norton runs into, uh, is it Kira Knightley? Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. Runs into Kira Knightley, and um, she changes the wording on his ad to be better or some shit. And he's like, oh, wow, that was so much better. And then he chases her down. Mm-hmm. 
into this rinky dink theater where they're acting and he's like wow you guys all great why don't you guys when's opening night because they're rehearsing or some shit and they're like never because we don't have money it's like you have a space here this is this is a theater what what else would this be it's you're literally in a theater you could just like put a sign on the front and be like done but anyway so he leaves and eventually they they're like we should hire people to to be these concepts and he's like i know just the people and then they go and hire the actors they hire the actors to play these parts they do it yeah it's amazing it's yep. such a good helen idea helen mirren uh yep. yep i forget the kid's name i i don't know that actor's name i don't think, I don't think he's very much else. i don't think he's he's famous or anything so he got I mean, he got bad luck getting cast be, in that. He would be famous <laughs> for this. Definitely not. I don't even think anyone's all... famous for this. I think well, they're all. Given that they everyone else here is they like <laughs> top billing in their own movies, a lot of times I'm surprised that they got an ensemble like this. Given the yeah, script. especially in a movie so fucking shit. Yeah. So know, sappy and, and lo- nonsense. That's part like, of what makes it so out, amazing. Like... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Green. Oh, well, that, that that's part of like what makes this so fucking baffling to me that just everything about this movie, it's like making it's making such a it's making such a shitty meal with just quality ingredients. Yeah. And it's like just, it's shocking on yeah. so many fucking levels because the production value is actually really nice. There's a lot mm. of nice camera movements. It's It's decently edited. Yeah. All the technical stuff is is good. is It's a good movie, except for the writing. Yeah, because it's not like it's acted poorly. No, because everyone there can act and they do pretty fucking well. It's just like the lines they're given are are just like fucking yeah. seventeen year old who has seen a philosophy book but never opened it, and that's <laughs> it. That's the fucking movie. It's just sappy bullshit. I mean, mm. this is the same guy that we just yelled about want. Yeah, this is the same guy who we yelled about needed to be bullied relentlessly. Yeah, this is like that main character, like Bone Boy from the space between Fucking us, like writing a boy. screenplay about what he thinks human emotions are. Or should be, yeah. Yeah, so they... um. Yeah. yeah, so if they they're like you gotta you gotta go fucking talk to him, and then Helen Mirren is is like I'm death, I'll be death. Uh, Kira Knightley will be love, and this guy will be time. The three concepts. So, Helen Mirren accosts him in a dog park and is like, I don't like the letter you wrote to me. Boo. And uh, they, and he's like, I hate this. And, he's, he, and starts, he, walks away. he starts walking away. And then the, the private investigator with her grandson is like, who's that man talking to? <laughs> No one. Some pe- sometimes people are silly. All right, just to gaslight him how into thinking she, he's not seeing a person. He would get up and walk out that specific part of the park and just that go is, like, all right, it's a great question. Here we go. That's exactly the question I asked. Yep, that was the first thing I asked, and in shrill frustration, Cameron. Yeah. Oh my God. How how would he know that came out that side? The whole whole ass park. Yep. Well, you so, know, Aaron, if you had never yeah. had an affair with some junior creative, we wouldn't be in this mess. True. But then Kira Knightley reminds us that we can't help who we love. 
that's I do love that Kate Winslet is the only one who has any qualms about doing this like like kind of evil thing. Like this movie is about a hostile corporate takeover during the holiday season of grieving an emotionally vulnerable man. I would I would say emotionally demolished. Yeah. (laughs) Like he is non functional. No. Non functional emotional like obliterated man. And they're just like, we gotta sell the company. <laughs> Otherwise, my yeah, cancer care will more get about... me and they'll be sad. All right. Then, like, Good write Lord. the shares into the trust for, with your wife, which you'd get anyway. Like, I don't know. They'll be fine. But Aaron, that <sighs> would undercut him accepting that his daughter is actually dead. Yep. <laughs> so he... he he wanders, he bike rides around New York in the wrong side of traffic and is like, I don't, yeah. I don't like what's happening. It's bad. And then he stands outside of a grief counseling meeting and then walks away, like literally outside and stares in from the window and then just leaves. Yeah, like he wants to go in, but can't bring himself to do it. And then he sits in his apartment late at night. Kate Winslet like tries to bring him food. And then the landlord is like, hey, he's behind on rent, and he's not going to eat that, so I'll have it. Yum, yeah. shrimp. Yep. Quit leaving food. He never he never eats it. Bliggity bloggity. I do like There's that. There's one shot from the inside of his apartment, and it's literally empty. It's just him, like, <laughs> yeah. sitting in on the, the floor in the dark. Yeah. There's, n- there's, like, boxes. There's, like, two or three boxes just in front of him, and that's it. That's what <laughs> he, That's how he lives. Lives in a little shitty box and sits on the floor. That's I just what like he does when he goes home from work. That Kate Winslet's character comes in and brings him food, but she refers to it as the shrimp thing you like. Yep. That was that was an am- amazing mistake. She didn't just mystery. order it. She didn't just order it. No. Yeah, no way. She, <laughs> she, yeah, you wouldn't know the name unless no. you just like... It's the shrimp yeah. thing. Yeah, who knows yeah, the names thing. of things that they like? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially oh, when you one order One moment it. that I do love from the movie is that when they find out from Ann Dowd, the actor who uh, is the private investigator, that literally, un- like, super conspicuously rolls up in a, like, a bike as soon as Will Smith, like, rides up the road. Like, oh, he's like, yeah. pull over here. <laughs> and just gets all of the things out, all of the letters out. He's like, oh, he's writing them to, you know, love, death, and time. And then... He he all just goes to a dog park. It's fucking weird. And then <laughs> is it Michael Pena or Ed Norton that asks, does he write letters to the dogs? Ed Norton. Yeah, that's Ed Norton. He's like, that he's would make like, this case this? easier to screw my friend out of money or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh so he's it's a bunch such of boring. shitty person. Ed Norton is the everyone antagonist here sucks. to this movie, and he gets everyone more here screen sucks. time than Will Smith does. Well, yeah, Will Smith doesn't have a line until like 40 minutes in besides yeah. his opening speech. <laughs> he has a speech and then he just kind of mopes around until Helen Mirren comes up and is like, I'm deaf. And he's like, I don't like this. And then he leaves. And that's it. Like, that's, that's I do his like first that he just line. just says, nope. And then just gets yep. off. That's, it. that's like <laughs> his first line in like the movie besides that, the speech. And besides groaning at wit. Yeah. I don't even think he groans. He just looks up and goes. Ah, 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 ah. I do wish that there was an alternate cut dominoes. of this movie that when Kate Winslet is just saying, "No, we're not really going to a place where we're actually, uh, we're actually going to be, 
the people that do that to a friend, and then I guess they all just say, I guess we won't. And then that's You're the right. Done. Credits. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, his a bunch appe- of- and then Ed Norton's appeal to them is, tell me you want everything you've been working for for the last 10 years to evaporate. Which, she's she's like the tr- the archetype of the professional woman who sinks herself into her job. But she really yeah. just wants a baby. And yeah. she's literally looking at a sperm donor site at work. Like... Yeah, just the most on the nose. I, like, not only is she looking at the site, but she's, she's got like pamphlets. She's got pamphlets yeah. on like her desk and shit. Well, the the website that they constructed has like a picture of the man and a picture of a child they apparently previously sired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I didn't next look to each that other. Close enough. Next to each other, there's like here's the man and here's a kid they have had. <laughs> to be fair, since by I've their come on that academically, that is actually what those sites do. That's still creepy as fuck. But what if you're a sperm donor donor who has yet to have a child? Uh, it's preferred that men who donate sperm already have children. Well, sure. I mean, because that way you know what like the baby looks like, and if like the dominant. But that's different. That's different. <laughs> that's like if I made brownies and then replaced chocolate with fucking. I don't know. Oh, I know. Bananas. I'm with you. Like that's it's not how this that works. It's very eugenic and profit driven. Yeah, it's very eugenics. Yeah, Oof. sperm donation is very eugenicsy. True. So. As is egg donation. Well, it, they're yeah. like dating profiles that they put on there, and they're like, it's a dating I'm profile this, for cum. I went to Harvard, <laughs> and yeah, so my baby will too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All these dominant social characteristics basically yeah. become like a stand-in for like. So have my cum. And then they're like, all right, I guess I will. Yeah. That's fucking I trust insane. this ad. That's fucking This wild. ad to buy your cum. Can I buy your cum, Can sir? I buy your cum? Sir? I, I hear, yeah, I hear I your Ivy League right graduation. Here. Have my yeah, cum Yeah, because you can sock. just take it out of a sock and make it I viable. Can. <laughs> you ain't seen my sucking powers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's I'm, amazing. I'm not going to ask any questions about that. I'm just going to leave that. Well, nope. <laughs> but one of the most unintentionally <laughs> hilarious parts to me is when they're all sitting there and Michael Pena's holding his son and he's like, man, you're so sloppy. Oscar could have caught you cheating. And he just says, who's Oscar? And he's like, my son. Like, he yeah. doesn't even, he doesn't, doesn't even, even know, know the name of his coworkers kid. fucking <laughs> child. Yeah. Well, Cameron, us as the audience wouldn't know. I know, but him as a character should know. Yeah, I, I yeah. know. He should, he could have just gestured at the baby, like, Oscar, nod at baby. That would have yeah, been too even subtle. that would have been less yeah. on the nose than... <laughs> that would have worked a lot better. So, yeah, basically, he keeps griefing about the place, and mm. then he meets all three of them. Kira Knightley just comes in and is like, I don't like the letters. You can't not love goodbye. <laughs> That's, that's it. That's true. And, yeah, and, and Will Smith just says, I'm eating. Come on. And that's it. That's the end of that fucking mm-hmm. interaction. And then... Uh, and she sits there awkwardly as he storms out. And then she leaves, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the kid um, is just in... Ooh. Ooh. The, the kid is just in his office, like, fucking around with his dominoes. And he's like, hey, buddy, I'm time. How's it going? And he's like, you called me... Something would 
and rotting flesh that won't decompose. Yeah, desiccated wood. And... Desiccated wood. I don't like that. I'm a gift. Blah, blah, blah. I give you gifts, and you squander them. You're doing nothing with your time. You're no, squandering. No, he's sitting alone in the dark. And and Kate Winslet <laughs> pretends not to see time in there. And she's like, hey, Howard, I know you're probably not coming to the meeting, but you can come to the meeting. Will you come to the mm-hmm. meeting? All right, I'll let them know that you're not coming to the meeting. All right, bye. Yeah. yeah. So this this and he's like ask if ask if she can see me and then he doesn't ask he doesn't do that no he doesn't he never asks because she's in on you it. know green yeah exactly <clears throat> when something starts with a six year old dying nothing's going to feel right I guess that, that's true I don't know felt pretty right to me no tell hey. that tell that to someone next time like that, that something either. doesn't feel that's right gross. it'll work <laughs> Ooh, oh, god. oh my god what did he what did he say. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, um, we'll just push back. It's real bad. You'll hear it when you edit. It's so don't oh, worry okay. About it. It's real okay. bad. <laughs> so Ooh. so what happens next? Because they all they all gather in the theater after that, right? Or do they gather? Um, do they gather in the theater to like go over their performances right then, or do they just sort of talk to? They just talk each on the, the street, individual. like right after. And okay, like, you did yeah. good. Well, you did great. He totally believed me. He believed that I was death. <laughs> All right. Wow. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. I guess. Fucking rad. Fucking dope, bro. Oh, so uh, then did you catch then, like the the like uh, shop speak before he uh, Ed Norton or Wit his character name runs into Kira Knightley in the hallway of the company? He, uh, he's basically informed that the Beijing boys are there, and he says, "Ugh, nobody wants Chinese coffee." Oh God, yeah, like, ah, Manchurian macchiato. I was like, is eh. Beijing boys like a pejorative term, or is that like what the brand is called? I'm I'm sure it's just people. It's just a lot of boys from Beijing. I do love that uh, he stalks Kira Knightley thanks to that conveniently oh, God, yeah. that she has. And then yep. they're asked, are you rich? And he just says, uh, divorced. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Did you get because it? he doesn't have money because he has half <laughs> of what he used to. <laughs> or whatever. That was good. Half a of a fuck ton is still a fuck ton. Real knee slapper. That was good. That was me slapping okay. my knee. What I don't understand is that, that he's always talking part. to his daughter, which we'll get to in a minute. But uh, he's always talking about like whatever they do in this neighborhood of rich people, and I'm like, you're like part, you like own forty percent of rich. an ad agency. You're well, not personally. You're comparative, like you're comparatively very, very well off. Why yeah. are you? <laughs> Absolutely. But he lives with his mom, who is has dementia, and yeah. he talks about werewolves. Mm-hmm. And watches CSI Cleveland, which is like the laziest, like, old people watch crime shows on CBS. I mean, that is true. They do. Well, no, it is true, but it's like, ha, what if there was a CSI, but in like a, te- a, sh- a city like Cleveland? I think there is literally a CSI Cleveland. I'm like I mean, tempted to look it up. there's a CSI New Orleans, I, I thought. Or NCIS New Orleans, I think. I mean, there's a real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So. That's true, and it's amazing. I should watch it. <laughs> there is not a CSI Cleveland. Okay, well. Okay, that's. Is there a CSI look. Salt Lake City? No. We're waiting on you, Cameron. Yeah. I mean, I, I I wish that there was a Real Housewives of Topeka, Kansas. I mean, there will be eventually. If there's one for here, there's going to be one there. True. Wasn't one of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City like indicted for like 
pyramid scheme. Yes. Hell yes. Yeah, and it happens in this fuck. in season two. Oh, fuck yes. And All it right. gets it's right, actually that's that. the less interesting of the oh. things that happen in season right. two. Well, it sounds like I actually <laughs> kind of want to watch that. It's fucking yeah, she amazing. Yeah, was arrested awesome. for fraud. Her name is Jen Shaw. Yeah, Jen Shaw. Yeah. Yeah, I've, what are you? Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's we were just experiencing some technical difficulties. I just fine. turned into an nothing's insect. Nothing's fine. Wait, nothing's fine. What? Nothing. Nothing's fine. fine. <laughs> Everything is ruined. We've done it. We've killed society. We've killed man. No, um, I don't. I don't even know the order. But basically, mm. they keep fucking bugging him. They come up to him in the fucking subway and in the fucking house and out mm. on the bike. Out on the bike. Bunch of shit. Out, um, outside of the subway. So, I, but but basically they keep bugging him, and eventually, when this all culminates at the end, it's um, I forget which one comes first, but basically uh, the kid who, who is time, plays time, rides up on him, on his skateboard, and like grabs the back of his bike and is like, "Hey, what's up?" And Will Smith's like, "The what do you stop?" <laughs> He's like, "You got something to say to me? Say it." And then uh, Will Smith uh, gets off of his bike and yells at him. And he's like, you took her time. So this time is prison. I don't want your gift. And then he throws his skateboard over away because yeah. he's been he's been going to the uh, the support group that he stands outside. Oh, of and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh there we go. Yeah. The group leader, that was where we says, lost You it. should say something to them. Yeah. Yeah. We, we so missed that's that sort part. Of like the. The buildup and the thing of him saying, yeah, there's these people that are showing up claiming to be love, death, and time. <laughs> and I don't want to talk to them. And she says, well, maybe you should tell something. Yeah, After all, should. this letter from my, from my husband that he wrote to me says, if only we were strangers again. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, uh, yeah, so he, he's yelling, yelling at the kid. And he throws the skateboard, and then immediately after that, he goes into like the subway, and then Helen Mirren's there, and she's like, "I'm here to to ride the Z train or whatever British people say." And they do, and then they do, and he yells about poetry and books and religion, and yeah. how they're all badong, bad and wrong, and, uh, and he's like, "What's next?" And then he gets and off then the they train, leave. <laughs> and then he gets off the train, and then Kira Knightley <laughs> comes up and is like. Hey, you suck. And you too, can't you can't stop being filled with love. Remember that. And I, then, I am both the good and the bad. Yeah. Which is not how that works. Really. I'm the love and the strife. Uh, yep. All of it. Uh, she says, I think one of the lines is, I am the light and the storm. Like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, something villain. Absurd. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Jesus oh, one of my Christ. favorite scenes uh, that happens earlier is when Wit or Ed Norton's character goes to like, Okay, daughter, time for me to take you to stay with me for Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she says, I'm not going with you because I've, I, my stepdad, going to Barry, the and mom, whose heart you broke by cheating on her with a young creative, because they say everything that happened and their established relationship Every with time. each other as dialogue. <laughs> All the time. Just yes. in case we're, we like went to the bathroom Unless in I the forgot. middle of the movie and needed to be brought up to speed. She says... He's like, but I got tickets to Hamilton. I've already seen that. He's like, yeah, and I hung out with Odell Beckham Jr. Isn't and he in that? 
Uh, no, Odell Beckham. That's Leslie Odom Jr. Uh, oh. I looked it up. Odell, Odell Beckham Jr. is a player for the New York Giants. Okay. They have so similar he's famous, names. and Barry's famous because his, her stepdad, who's not divorced and didn't break his mom's heart. And has a lot of money <laughs> and knows a lot of people and is going he's to like, the Bahamas. He's like, why don't you want to stay with me? And she says, because I hate you, because you're a philanthropist, and because you broke mom's heart. And then he corrects her to philanderer instead yeah. of philanderer. I think you mean philanderer, daughter. You would know. <laughs> yep. Sounds like a shitty As- kid. Sounds like you should not talk to that daughter. <laughs> <laughs> She's like a shitty daughter. Good I Lord. mean, she's kind of <laughs> right, though. I know. I'm just fucking kidding. Yeah, Jesus. I know. Um, yeah, so anyway. Um, then they digitally remove... Because uh, the, 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 the private investigator is filming all these interactions. And somehow Will Smith doesn't notice. I don't know how, but... That she's there, like... All of those, all three of those times. times. Yeah, yeah, just hanging out <laughs> with her phone out, and the just woman recording who, him constantly. With, when her grandson is walking by, is like, "Who's the?" Sometimes people are silly. Like he doesn't connect that she's there every time. Yeah. Well, she's not there every single time. I don't think. Well, no, she would be right because they they I keep mean, prodding the, the actors into it. being like, "You need to get a reaction out of them." Yeah, she is there every time. And she oh, follows oh, him out of the subway. Can we talk about the Dockatrin ad? The ad? Do you remember the Dockatrin ad? Oh, with the anger thing, yeah. Yeah, the anger thing. And he oh. just digs it out, and it's like, Excuse but I got to keep the Spanish market, the, the Spanish the, market, and it's like a teacher, and there's like a big red, like, hug monster, and he's like, you need to use your anger. And I loved that. That was my favorite part of the whole movie, hands down. Well done. <laughs> Just because it's like, keep your anger out. And it's just the little mascot on the other side of the door, and that's it. That's the whole ad. Yeah, with his scary fingers. Yep. Because he couldn't have just said, here's how we need to approach it. That's Yo soy that anger! <laughs> <laughs> Tu soy he, he teacher! Show, he has to show and tell Spanish. them about how <laughs> they need to hire the uh, the three people's to play the concept. Right, that's how that's how he convinces them to to start doing the acting. Oh, and then also, at one point Kira Knightley is okay with being stops. stalked. Well, at one point Kira Knightley stops. She's like this is wrong and bad mm-hmm. and I don't like it. And then Ed Norton convinces <laughs> her to come back and do it if he'll stalk his daughter. Yeah, if he'll... Which he does. Well, first describe yeah. what it was like the day that she was born, and then It's not a thing people ask there. you. Kira Knightley does. Yeah, Kira, Kira, Kira Knightley, Knightley is always frequently asking comes up to people. Whenever describe she's being the day your daughter was born. Yeah. I don't Do have, it now. I only have a son. Ah, oh, well, fuck you then. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. I'm out I of here. This interview is over. would write letters <laughs> to, like, everybody, like, the dogs at the park... The train conductor, his business partners, the dominoes. I wish that he was just everything was someone he wrote a letter to, but didn't. Speak but then there wouldn't be a plot. Yeah, because then they would be like, "Oh, he is crazy." Well, and imagine the other concepts that he wrote too in the time before they got the private investigator. That's too. true. They only found that could three. be. Yeah, they he only found have. three letters. Dear, he might have been getting better. Do- <laughs> dear erectile dysfunction. Yep. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of desiccated wood, 
<laughs> oh. Jesus fucking Christ. Yep. Dear Diarrhea. Why? Dear Diarrhea. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you? <laughs> you it's the me. only one that he would have gotten unsolicited yeah. response Dear back. Michael Absolutely. Pena. Thank you. Cancer is gross. Stop having it. Yeah, Love stop it. Idiot. Howard. Dumbass. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, they uh so they they take those those from that the last confrontations, they take video of it, they mm. edit out which if you edit it out, you can't if you edit people out to make him look crazy, that you can like that's legal action. That's not evidence. I mean, it's not a legal court, but you know what I mean? Like that's not a thing you can just do. And well, also, it wouldn't a look I that had, good. Aaron. Were they edited out, or yes. were they actually there? No, they, they, they were, were edited out. Yeah, they were digitally removed. Digitally removed. Digitally you removed. You can't. You can't just delete. Well, I mean, you can, but not like that. And you need a lot of like footage around it. You can't just have count mm. on some grandma being there at the right Filming time. Filming off her iPhone because <laughs> you would need to have. A, I think it's called a plate. So basically, you have that scene without the things that you're removing there or mm. the people moving in it. I think it's called a plate. I might be wrong. I haven't done it in forever. Yeah. But yeah. So we now take so a break from the catastrophe section to bring you a message oh. from grandma in Wichita, where an elderly woman gives advice to people in the folksy part of Kansas called Wichita. Hello. Welcome to my radio program. I'm here for the advice giving from an ancient time. I consult the fire spirits and they tell me what for to tell you to do. Grandma in Wichita, we have a letter from a guy named Darren from... Hello, Darren. Uh, from Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, mm. Same state. And he You says, know, my granddaughter fucked a man from there. I fire, watched. Uh, I, this is a, a family program, and we've talked about this. Do, it sure we, is. Mention I watched them make one. Keep, keep telling. Keep telling them. Can, keep telling them to make okay, one. Okay, we'll, we'll edit this mm, part out. You saw. Grandma, we have to keep We're you live on, on the, the radio, darling. You cannot edit. Yeah. All right, can we just not mention the sex? Well, why don't you just close give them the details? <laughs> give them the details. Okay, quite engorged. His Darren has his junk stuck in a vacuum cleaner, and he wants to know what he should do about it. Tell them details of your daughter. <laughs> Tell them. Well, well, dearie, you should you, saw. you you should turn off the vacuum. He, oh, he, what the the letter says that he ordered. tried that. Then you should cut the tube where your your genitalia does not reach to, and that will release the vacuum seal. He says he tried that too. I don't believe him. He says he thought you wouldn't believe him, and he enclosed a picture. This is a letter which I'm putting up, which I'm sending to you now. This See? is a very Here, specific letter. Well, he, has he gone very, to a uh, doctor? He says he tried that too. And does he have any butter or grease or lube or olive oil? Don't 
don't suggest He says butter. he's an atheist suggest. when it comes to butter or anything related to lubricant. He's Just a grease atheist. Hmm. Okay. Give them details. Well, my oh, daughter my... was fucking a man. <laughs> okay. Do we have I guess to I can't help him, so I'll me. keep talking about this intermittent encounter that I would. Do as the fire spirit orders. Okay. Can you tell the intern to stop whispering you advice, please? It's not the intern. It is the fire okay, spirits the fire from spirit. Topeka. Why is this fire from spirit from Topeka? That's where I found it, and I brought it here. Okay, P. Oh, never it's mind. how I get my wisdom. Yeah, sure. Don't okay, burn in the, the postscript of the letter, burn that uh, letter. No, the no, Darren says. Each individual he, one. Never mind. He figured it out. Love, Darren. All right, next next letter. Well, then why did you read me that? If it's one letter, uh, whatever. Why don't we just have I was callers? Reading it, I was reading it in real time, okay? Why next don't we, we just have, have callers? People who call oh, in with problems. I have, I have a caller. It would make more sense. I have a caller on line one. It's okay. um, Bob. Bob calling from nowhere, Kansas. Bob, are you there? Hello, Bob. What is your problem? Um, hello. Hi. So, I have my testicles that have become stuck in a vacuum cleaner, and I was wondering if you had you, any suggestions for how I could remove it. Have you tried? Because I've tried everything, what, and I, I would everything. like everything, and I really am getting uncomfortable. No, tell me, give and me, I've, what have you done? What I've done is I've done all sorts of things. Grease? And that's a lot of... No, I'm Grease Atheist. Oh, Okay, we have a large community. I could I could be convinced to be grease agnostic though. You should probably okay, why, grease them. Why why are you calling us and not a medical authority? I've tried. Did they not pick up? N- n- no. Well, uh, mm, hold on. I must commune with the fire spirits. Oh! Well, my daughter got a big fat load of cum splatted inside of her. No! I, stop I telling us that! I don't big know why. Big load of cum. I, I actually just figured it out. I don't know why. But somehow, somehow actually that like worked. So, You're so welcome, all right, thank dear. you. All right. You're oh, yeah. so welcome. All right, thank you. Okay. Mm. Um, I love you. Bye. The fire spirits protect. All right, all right. Last, last caller. We have Brenda on line three. Brenda, are you there? You're our last caller for the program. Hello, Brenda. Brenda you're on the air, Grandma and Wichita. Hello, What's your problem? You want advice for? I keep making the. I'm bad at microphones. Goodbye. What? Why do you have a microphone when it's you're calling from a phone? Is she already hung up? Okay, I guess right. we have to have another one. All right, we have uh, our our actual last advicee on Grandma and Wichita today is Dustin on line two. Dustin, are you there? Dustin. Hello. Dustin. Hello. Uh, you're on uh, Grandma and Wichita. 
What's your Hello. problem, dearie? Oh, hi. So, um, so this is a little bit embarrassing. So I'm not sure if you can actually offer me any like decent advice, but I have. Okay, there's no easy way to say this. I got my testicles caught in a vacuum cleaner, and oh my! Wait, just your testicles? Just, oh. just my testicles. Both or just one? Just no, only my, not the scrotum, just the testicles. Oh no! They're caught in a vacuum cleaner. I'm watching them Are spin they... around the tube. You have a see-through tube. Yep. I do, and Why I'm watching them go around. In? They look like little kidneys spinning are around. Are they yours? They are my are they testicles. Still attached? In in a way, I'm oh, still attached to them. That sounds bad. I think bad. you need to call nine one one. I've already tried that. What's going on with the hospitals today? I didn't try calling Wait, the hospital. You, That's actually a good do idea. Do you think this is a medical advice show, Dustin? Yeah. I do give advice no. for anything. If there's a fire spirit, it's always medical no, no, advice. No, no, no. We're, we're a non-spiritual, non-religious, family-friendly advice show. I don't know don't about some of those. We don't give medical advice, and we don't talk about our sex lives or the sex lives of our offspring. Not, or oh, speaking of sex lives of our offspring, uh, man, did I see my daughter get railed real good. Oh, All she right, was that's the end of pasture. Grandma in Wichita this week. Thank and you for tuning in. And the horses were very interested. Well, my my testicles hey. came right out. Okay. All right. Actually, I don't know that that was that's ridiculous. Good, Thank you. Thank you, Grandma Wich Wichita. Tell them more about your daughter. Grandma well, I love Wichita you, is a co is a co production of National Public Radio. And my 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 daughter getting cum blasted. This program is also brought to you by Brenda's Blenders. Here's Brenda telling us about her new top-of-the-line blenders. I'm scared! Available in stores everywhere. We now return to the catastrophe section. Wham! That was, good. That was great. Here we go. Yell, I'm scared. <laughs> you know Brenda and her blenders. <laughs> so yeah, they um, <laughs> we were like at the end. Where are we? We're yeah. at the end. I was trying. To, end. We're, we're trying to get. There's so much in the middle that's fucking pointless. And yeah. Pointless. So they're in a big business meeting that looks like shit and sucks. Yeah. They have like a bank of te of TVs that which look, lower from the ceiling and are like four flat screens slapped <laughs> next to each other. Mm -hmm. And anyway, they're showing the edited videos of him shouting at nothing. Yeah. And there's this guy being like, who are you yelling at here, Will Smith? Hey, Will Smith, were you okay? Who were you talking to here? And he's just Will sitting Smith. there having a sob. And he's like, you know what? You're right. This is my Will Smith voice, I guess. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's me, Will Smith. How's it going, buddy? It's uh, it's, it's bad. My, my daughter died, and uh, it's bad. And I'm sad about it. And uh, look at that. It's me, Will Smith. Hi. Men in Black was cool. <laughs> I'm going to bring that large squeaky table from one side of the room to this side of the room. That's right. That's Will Smith. That's how he sounds. So, yeah, he, um, he, he relinquishes his voting West? rights. I did. It was bad. Anyway. So, <laughs> so yeah, he um, he's like, 
uh, yep, you're right. I'm in no mental state for to do vote go. Mm. And he signs over the paper. He's surprisingly cool for someone who has who's having like. His... I mean, yeah. Well, he's talking to love, death, and time. So yeah, <laughs> I think he, I think he oh, just. I know, but I mean, this is he just the let that all go. Manipulative, like they bring up gaslighting earlier, and yes. the actors are the only oddest ones. So they're like, you basically want us to emotionally manipulate this de- emotionally demolished man. And Helen Mirren's so just can... like, fuck yes, let's do it. Yeah. She's, she's like, so on she loves it. That sounds awesome. I love dem- <laughs> I love destroying a man's trust in reality. <laughs> oh my god! So when I think of Helen yeah, Mirren, I think of that. I mean, now I will absolutely. So Will Smith is like, "You're right. My brain bad, and here's all the things that are wrong with you." Ed Norton, talk to your daughter. Fucking, I forget. The name of the woman, have a kid or something. Yeah, and yeah, you've given so much and, to this company. Paz or whatever his name is, your you're dying, and that sucks. And you g- g- got to tell the people people about it. You're dead soon. Bye. You're- and then he's like, "Give me that other piece of paper." And he's yeah. like, "I the one you called me about six times, which I'm like, over two years. I think you would have signed that a little bit. Like, also, you he doesn't more. have a phone." Yeah, I, that I did actually for totally forget about that. You're right. He does not own a phone. He doesn't have a phone. He doesn't have Wi-Fi. Maybe he that's why have... he. Maybe that's why he just has a dark room. He has a dark room with no food and in a it, bicycle, which then he leaves on the Shouldn't street. Shouldn't he be dead? He yeah. said he only gets six to seven hours of sleep a week. Yep. Yeah. Sure should. So, yeah, and he signs two pieces of paper and then he leaves and then they're like, "Oh, what was on this second piece of paper?" And the lawyer's like, well, you see, this is, he's the worst actor in this movie. He's yeah. like, it was a legal paper to say that his daughter is dead because there yeah, was the money trust, or something. And that was the, the legal thing that said she's no longer, she's with, no longer us. with us. She's and no then that's, and there. then it cuts and he's the worst, like for such a supposedly like emotionally powerful scene, which it is definitely not, but it's <laughs> supposed to be right. Mm-hmm. Having that guy be like. She's no longer with us. It's just like the worst. Like, yeah. Why would you hire that fucking guy or use that take? Like, there. How are you that bad at just being like, I could do better, and I can't act. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> so yeah, yeah then that, he that goes. Yeah. Not very good. No, he's fucking awful. So then he I'm goes say, to. Oh, go ahead. To, we gotta mention. I gotta mention that Will Smith is the MVP of this movie. Like he's giving yeah, it. Yeah, like, yeah. He is giving it his all. His very also stupid gets some all. Of the, the least his, laughably yeah. bad lines in the movie. Because <laughs> in acting, yeah, you, you know, you, there's like you make the words your own. I feel like he's the only person who really did that mm-hmm. with this yeah. garbage pile of a screenplay yeah beyond just emoting and being like i didn't real i wasn't feeling love i had become love thanks oh god that fucking line i hate that line you know aaron chivalry's not dead in nantucket in nantucket that's true this guy just needed to be bullied this rich prick this rich, uh, this fucking middle class kid who never saw poverty before, like, saw a picture of a poor guy on TV and is in his, this whole concept of poverty in his head. And this is just how he comes to conclusions 
of how the world works is he sees one picture on like his Twitter feed and is like, that's sad. I'm going to write a movie about that. And then it's just like homeless people shit in a box and leave it as a gift on the police station doorstep. Like that's, that would be like his conception of how poor people and homeless people work just based on a picture. Cause that's uh, how he creates concepts of how people fucking work. Jesus fucking Christ. I hate this guy. It's like dad writing of, but of drama. It's so much worse, though. Holy shit. Oh, before we talk about uh, talk about the end of the movie and all the undeserved twists, we've got to talk about the title sake of the movie, which is collateral beauty. Oh, God, I still yeah. don't know what collateral beauty means, even in the scene where they talk about it and try to define it. Well, then you appropriately missed the collateral beauty. Yeah, you didn't even <laughs> you, see you missed I it. I collateral missed it. So Naomi beauty. Harris, who plays Madeline, the woman who she crumbles. the... Uh, the lost she does uh the people the grieving parents of like dead children um basically says that she's lost a daughter too like um like will smith has um her daughter's name was olivia and when she was in the hospital she tells this anecdote about this old woman who was sitting next to her and asked who she was about to lose she says her daughter and the old woman just says just remember to see the collateral beauty Yep. Yep. No, to notice the collateral beauty. Yep. And then she has this whole like diatribe about, I wrote it all down. These And then I started, uh, about a year later, I started uncontrollably crying all everywhere. These weren't Olivia tears. These tears were born from something else, from this kind of profound connection to everything. Ugh. And I realized it was the collateral beauty. This is such dude. <laughs> Although bro, I wish like... she, had, she had said, and I realized it was the title of the movie. <laughs> it, like, the philosophy of this movie is just the most, like, dude bro, like, you could blow his mind by being like, you know, time isn't real. And just, like, the most basic, like, you could you could walk up to someone and say, like, hey, gender is a social construct and their brain will just, like, explode. Like, they won't understand what any words mean after that. Like, they'll just melt into a puddle. That's, like, the level of, like, weird, dumb shit spirituality that this movie purports. Well, and also this, this like, is supposed to be a turning point for Will Smith's character to yeah. confront the three abstractions slash actors. But his response is just, I appreciate your story, but I'm not really into the collateral beauty thing. Mm -hmm. Which she didn't <laughs> yeah. define. She no. just said, notice collateral she beauty. She's like, and then I felt this thing, and I guess it was collateral beauty. And he's like, okay, I get what you mean, but I don't believe in it. And, well, she doesn't even, like, give examples no. or, like, explain, like, she would, because if. It just didn't make sense then, but it made sense a year later, she says. And it's just like, oh, well, that's, well, that leaves us at exactly the same. But, like, that's, but that's not it. Like, if, if she went on to be like, and then a year later, I saw. A puppy playing in the snow next to a dead bird, and that's collateral beauty. Like, something. Some <laughs> fucking example of whatever the fuck she means. Mm -hmm. I saw a, 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 a bike fall into the, the, the Manhattan River, mm -hmm. or whatever the fuck, and that was, that was collateral beauty. Like, what? She, nobody defines it. Well, it's because everyone who doesn't see it misses the collateral beauty okay? okay they don't they don't notice the collateral beauty they fail to Aaron you know there's the, the, <laughs> there is a group of people 
in this world that saw this movie and felt that it was so profound and they will go to their friends and they'll be like, man, you just gotta, you just gotta notice the collateral beauty of things, you know? Oh, I hope so. There's oh God, definitely I can't some imagine people. how many funeral, oh, good Lord. like, like sentiments have been, I'm sorry you lost your whole family, but just remember <laughs> to notice the collateral beauty. Yep. Yeah. There's no way that people <laughs> haven't seen this movie and went like, oh fuck. Yeah. It's so fucking deep. Now I have something deep to say at funerals. Wow. <laughs> My uncle died and I got to go give his eulogy. <laughs> and now I got I Now I got something for it. Like, yeah. I love the yeah. idea of High like giving me. a eulogy and quoting a fucking Netflix movie in it. Well, it wasn't a Netflix. It's, I mean, it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. So it's not. A, see, it's, I thought it was actually oh, just a no. Netflix production. Okay. No. All right. No. Good it, lord! It was in theaters. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. When did it? Okay. Twenty sixteen. Oh, J- Jesus Christ! Yep. It caused the collapse of of, of, of the United States. Yeah, it did. Yep. Twenty sixteen was the worst year, <laughs> and that's why. Good lord! <laughs> it was because of collateral beauty. <laughs> well, it's yeah. too bad we all failed to notice it. That's true. Yeah, we didn't. That's right. Nobody <laughs> noticed collateral. No beauty. one noticed it. It was. It's what led to so many horrible things. <laughs> yeah, so, the downfall all came from. From that. This shit piece yep. of garbage movie. So, True. So they um So they talk about oh they God. talk about their former partners and uh Well he, Ma- he, Mad- he Madeline goes to and her, yeah. her house and is like, Hey, it's Christmas Eve, I'm coming in and she's like, Okay. Mm. <laughs> Merry <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. And then he he sees a, a the kids drawing on the wall and it says, Best mom ever. And then he starts doing a doing the Will Smith cry. He cries the same in every movie. He's good at it. I'm not gonna be like, you know, he's a fine movie crier. <laughs> he is. He's pretty good. But I've, I've never. I've I've not noticed until this movie. But then again, that's 100 percent of the performance. A lot of people are really bad at crying in movies. Yeah, that's he, true. He's fine. He's pretty good. But he starts doing that, and then bam. Turns out she was like, "Say your daughter's name." Yes, yeah, because they were married. Yeah, because it turns out that Madeline and the twist is that that's the mother of Olivia, his daughter. Yeah, and she even says earlier in the movie, she's like, "I'm guessing you were part of the what is it, seventy nine percent or whatever." Yeah, people whose marriages don't last after losing a child. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, guess so what? That letter about the, from the husband to Naomi Harris's him. character about wanting to be strangers was him because they just pretended to be strangers. And then they were. Yeah. yeah, but the line she said is, "I w-, he was like, what, were you, what are you doing tonight? And she's like, I'm watching video of my daughter. Her dad is in this one. Do you want to watch? Yeah. And he's like, no. And then no, it cuts to, I won't. here's what's impossible about there that. It goes. Is that the footage like the first bit of the footage is fine yep. it's clearly from naomi harris's perspective of him like holding the daughter and she's being like spin me in circles and then it cuts to unless will smith had a camera directly yeah, on GoPro. like attached yep. to his chest mm. it's the exact same met like shot in his memory in the dream that he has earlier in the movie yeah absolutely because it's from his perspective then that's not, not how what, that works. What happened? No, that there's no consistency. <laughs> no. Yeah. 
I and just that, filmed memories of yours. That was the twist I forgot about. Yeah. And it, I hate it. As That one's so much worse than the other one. I That was probably my favorite twist because it was so fucking baffling. Absolutely. Like, the whole time as we were watching it, <laughs> I kept looking at Aaron and going... They're not going to do this. No, they're yep. not going to do it. And Aaron's like, yep, they're going to. I'm like, no, it's not possible. They can't be this <laughs> stupid. No, they can't do this. <laughs> yeah, Green had a whole whole breakdown. I, I did. It was like my own existential crisis. I became strangers with the film then. So it was just, it was, <laughs> it was, it was fucking shocking. I had no, yeah, oh my god. Great. I didn't know how to handle it. I like got up. I had to walk around the room oh, in yeah. frustration, pacing. pacing around yeah. <laughs> in in frustrated anguish and disbelief. Hell yeah, it was great. It was yeah. It was Holy fun to watch. Fuck. Mostly you, what be frustrated? Okay, I'll, well, I'll be honest. Speaking it, of twists, Aaron, what's the other twist? Oh god. Um, so the other twist is after that. After it's like, hey, you're my wife and I'm your husband. Well, used to be whatever. Then it cuts back in time. To when, uh, I forget her character, Madeline is sitting in the hospital, and then it shows Helen Mirren being the old woman who's like, who are you losing today? See the collateral beauty. And then, yep, they were real. They were actually the concepts of death and time and love. Yep. They weren't actors. Nope. They played actors. They were the actual concepts personified and they actually accepted the money which is yep. wild yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey concepts got to eat yep cuz what's her face went into a neighborhood with $20,000 to give to the kid yep. who played time who says he's like, going to buy designer drugs with it which i, I thought was I mean, great fair yeah true yeah. absolutely and that's and that's when and then he says he, you're going to be oh, a great yeah. mom one day kate winslet you know your children don't have to come from you. They go through you. <laughs> or another great bromide. It's the worst. Nothing's ever really dead if you look at it right. That one is the worst. <laughs> that one's the fucking worst. No, it is. Oh, my no, God. No, it's dead. Things die. That's, you know, oh, that's yeah. normal. The other payoff, which is also really obvious, is that Olivia loved dominoes, and that's why Yep. he sets them all up. Because part of the family video is watching him play with his daughter with dominoes. Yeah. And then all the dominoes fall on their own. Yeah. It was amazing. I hate this movie. It. I hate it. You know what? What's, but I love it. Uh, what I love about this movie, what I will say, is that everything at the beginning of the movie is just sort of like pointless and just sort of tiring. And then oh, yeah. where it gets kind of amazing only in the fact that it's so incredibly baffling is just right at the end where it just throws all of these all of this shit at you all at once and it's just like jesus christ holy fuck why why is it that we have to get all these twists all at once and they're just oh it's it's yeah, ridiculous one, one after another yeah yeah and they're like both of them are just very silly and very uh they're it's just baffling it's baffling this fucking movie Oh my god. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you write this. This movie's I, a string of ideas like put together just with like just slapdash nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. This is like elite like a first draft of like an incomprehensible like student screenplay project or something. Absolutely. Like, really? The This is just 
his movies Pick one really of these feel, ideas and commit to it. Don't bring me all this drivel. Th- these movies really feel like the most coddled man. Like he wrote the script, right? And no one gave pushback and no one has ever given him pushback. No one's like, oh, this is bad. Or like, hey, this concept is fine if you like wrote better dialogue. Because like the main problem, like I could see a movie about this being okay, right? Like I would think it's frustrating and dumb, but like it, it wouldn't be laughable nonsense trash, right? Mm-hmm. If if the characters talked like human beings and not like heightened fucking pantomime <laughs> of how humans talk, <laughs> not exposition machines, exactly. Like, oh, we we totally forgot about the guy who's dying. He dies. Oh yeah, and, the, and he the tells three, his uh, wife that they're dying or some shit. Other characters who are screwing over Will Smith. Michael Pena, we we might as well just call them. That's his name. Wants kid dying and cheats on wife. Yep, done. <laughs> anyway, and then you they, and then they do that. Yeah, he, um, his cancer makes him have consumption instead of cancer because mm-hmm. that's how he's acting. And then he tells his wife that he's dying, and they're like, "Cool," uh, and that's that's it. And True. That, that's the end of that storyline. And then and Death's uh, character tells him that he's going to live an old life, basically, or she implies that. No. Yeah, she does because she, she. What I wouldn't. I don't. She, it's like the whole thing. It's like that for me. Like that was totally it. But like that make it makes it like really fucking stupid for me. Oh, it's <laughs> just because it was just like because it's like supposed to be touching, but like because he's like, oh well, I've I've told my wife, I've told I've told this person that is close to me, you know, about my withering away. Yeah. But you know, I just wanted to be a hundred years old because that way my son would be seventy and his son would be forty and his son would be ten, and it's just like and I would I would go by, it was it pops or pop? yeah yeah. Pops. And then she's like, okay, well, see you later, pops. I guess maybe. And so it's just that like kind of the implication, it, I guess. It was just so fucking dumb. So, so it's just like, okay, all right. I guess that is a read of it. <laughs> I, I took it as like, nah, you're fucked. <laughs> you're fucked. <Yeah>. Later. <laughs> kind of, yeah. That's kind of how I, how I heard, it, heard it. But I guess uh, if he fucking lives, I'm even more mad. Yeah. <laughs> I'm even well, more that, mad if he lives. I, I, I took it that. I think it's because like it's so, oh my God. It's so fucking dumb. Also like. Michael Pena looks younger than all of us combined. Like he looks healthier than yeah. every single one of us combined. <laughs> like even in the in the scenes where he like half like on the bathroom in the like, toilet. Yeah, he looks younger than all of us and healthier than all of us. Yeah, and he's just like there's no way this fucker's dying. Mm. Look at that fuck. He's fine. <laughs> he just has consumption and he'll he be just fine. Wipes a little blood from his exactly. Lips. It's the, fine. Oh my god, I hate that cancer is just coughing blood <laughs> that's all all cancer is coughing blood mm. in movies it's all consumption instead of an actual oh my god it makes me so mad <laughs> <sighs> so we still don't know what collateral beauty means and this Correct. movie was fun i also have to mention the sheer <laughs> number of talent fun. and we can quantify that in a few different ways and i did is that how many awards the people the who are in ensemble, it yep <laughs> The main ensemble of this movie has a collective 17 Oscar nominations oh and two God. wins. Jesus Christ. Between them. And they saw this and they're like, huh, I guess I'm I'll in. do that. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, Kate Winslet has six nominations and one win and two Emmys. Helen Mirren has three nominations. Will Smith has two nominations. Ed Norton has three. Naomi Harris has one. And Kira Knightley has two. Yeah. 
Oh, and Mirren has one win. So two wins, 17 nominations. That's why insane. is this Jesus movie that Christ. bad? And why did they agree to oh, the writing? It? I hate it. Literally, like I said, everything is fine except for the writing. Yeah. Everything is well done except for the writing. And that one guy, he's a bad actor. There's one bad actor in this movie. All right, so did we have yeah, any that, other thoughts it. on the movie? N- no. It's a frustrating mess, yeah. but it's it's kind of fun. All right, so that uh, <laughs> moves us in, into does it belong in the catastrophe section, yay or nay? Uh, if 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 we could have just the ending, I think so, yeah. Cuz like the rest Ooh. of it, the rest of it is just sort of like bad, but not not like baffling and not Honestly, I I don't I, like I I just don't think that this movie was like super fun apart from like that you get hit bam 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 by all of like these really absurd twists right at the end. Um so I would say no. Yeah. Um I'd go with yes. I'd say it does. I I I'd, I say I'm yeah, going with yes. Yeah, I think yeah. Because I, I think the ending wouldn't work without that boring frustration of the first half. You know what I mean? Because then you're watching, like, a normal bad movie that's just kind of meh and, like, ah, oh, boring fucking drama shit. And then it turns into some psycho dumb shit at the end out of nowhere. And I think without the buildup, it just wouldn't be as fun. So, yeah, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I say that it does because in just sloppy exposition character development, like nothingness is something yeah. that Alan Loeb does really poorly and it really shows in this screenplay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. He's fucking awful. <laughs> you know, my but son, I do enjoy Oscar, him. who's right here <laughs> in my arms. And this is the one scene that I talk about him ever. <laughs> I'm, I want to leave my family something, including my son, Oscar, who you met earlier, you know, in the movie that I was holding. Yeah. So, yeah, it's inducted. Gavel, gavel. Bonk, bonk. Gavel, gavel. Even though you have a gavel, but you never use it. I don't, I don't know where it is, and I'm surrounded by a nest of wires. Yeah, I'm surrounded by what? I know where it is now, but I'm surrounded by a nest of wires. Do you want me to grab it? Okay. I don't fine. trust that. Yeah, we'll okay, just leave it. Right. Gavel, Honestly. gavel, that works. We'll do- <laughs> all right. Well, before it's, we move into our next kind of a mess section, right now. you could say that there's a certain level of collateral poetry in the universe, which brings us to the poetry corner. Hello and welcome to the poetry corner. It's time for yet more poetry. Hello? Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, there was a lag. Yeah. Uh, this week, we have our You're junior sitting poetry. next to me. Oh. How was there a lag? Yeah, there... Uh, did you... Anyway... Do you have a concussion? I, I saw yes. that you were on your phone. Quit looking yes, at I, hentai. Quit looking at hentai. We're trying to record Stop. a poetry corner. corner. Not Conan. 
Only I'm anyway. allowed to look at hentai during the show. Do you have to look at it mm. during the show, though? Sailor Moon. Anyway, on this week's episode, we have the Junior Poetry Corner Olympic champion, Randolph von Hirschfurt. That's right, Randolph. Hello, I'm Randolph von Hirschfurt. As you can tell, I was a junior poetry champion back in the days. But now, I've become washed up. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm at my wit's end, okay? I'm here. This is a cry for help. I don't know why you're laughing. Anyway. Well, I'm you, glad do you have, have questions? You on, I'm glad to have you on this show. It's a good time for poetry, and I think it's a good time to re-enter the poetry oeuvre. <laughs> Re-entering the poetry oeuvre is yes. exactly is precisely which I would like to pursue well, in my future because this is the preeminent poetry show, and I think it's a best way to introduce you. I think is to have you read the poem. Would you agree to that? Sure. Would you like one of your new ones, or do you want to be reminded of your glory days? My my new ones, please. Okay, well that my glory days mm. are behind me. Yes, that's, they're my. That's how that works. I, they're behind me. Yes, that's I've, how. Yes, I've thrown them out. Yes, I've okay. burned them. Well, I have a copy of them. Don't you threaten me like that. I have a. It's a book called My Glory Days. <laughs> I'm upset about that. Okay. Okay. That's well, it. you don't right. have to read that one. I okay. I okay. Have to, Fine. I'm, Here. Okay. Come back. No. 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 Come back. So, your new book, "My Life Sucks and I'm Sad All mm. the Time," available in stores everywhere. Yeah, that is that is an accurate title and assessment. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's a. Let's have you read a selection from here. I'm a big. I'm quite partial to this. This one, uh, it, you put it near the end, I think, mm. to hide it from, from casual readers. I did. Right? Yeah. Well, it says, uh, the, the, the title of this one is, I Come Alone in a Room Full of Bugs. I come alone in a room full of bugs. The roaches gather round my twisted ropes. They partake of its succulent moisture, its sucker, filling them with jism. They ring round. A soft buzzing fills the air. Beetles, roaches, hornets, ants, roly-polies. Wasps, aardvarks, all of them come together to partake. I come alone in a room full of bugs, and back into the room of bugs 
I go. I thank you. <laughs> what else do you want from me? <laughs> Sorry, it's so emotional. Gives me leaky jeebies every time. I get the leaky jeekies also. <laughs> so that I I that one is my favorite from this new book, this new collection, if you will. Mm-hmm. I um, you know what inspired me to write my own poem? Would you like to hear it? Yes. It's called. Wait. Oh. Does this guarantee? A quote from you on the cover of my book. If you would like, I yes. Can, yes, okay, yes, absolutely. Sure. Look at me. Isn't the book yes. already Shake out? my hand. Okay. If you have a copy of it, what? Isn't the book already out? If you have a copy of it, I can do a second. I can do a second run. He's only sold ten. Oh, okay. It's a very small run. It's a very it's it's collect it's a collecting run collector run. Yes, that's how this works. Not they wouldn't print more, but yeah, okay. No. Well, let me read you my poem. It's called The Daffodils Are Staring at Me. One day when I was crunching through the park, I felt a tickle on the back of my neck. Spinning around wildly, I notice there in the glen daffodils staring at me. Mocking me, giving me the stink eye. I fury over there and begin a stomping a rampage. Their petals going everywhere, their spores filling the moist air. No longer will you stare at me, dirty daffodil. No longer will your leering jeers force me to do violence upon thee. And so, Daffodil, I sing good night to you. Thank you. That was that was my poem. Woohoo! Thank you. Thank you. Yes, do the, the snaps are better. Woo! So, would you like to read us another one? It's up to you. Not, it, not, here you go. <laughs> okay, all right. So, here's one that I think is very good. Uh, not as good as the first one, but I think very good. It's titled, My Pants Won't Stay Up and I'm Very Mad About It. That's relatable. It sure is. My pants won't stay up and I'm very mad about it. Often. Poems that I write have titles that are also the first line, through which I convey feelings and emotions that perhaps I should keep to myself. Perhaps I should be quiet about my pants, falling down around my ankles whenever I try to hoist my britches up to and beyond my navel. It is there that they rest and then they fall down again and I am made miserable. I go into my room and it is there 
where I come in a room filled with bugs. After I do that, I try to pull up my pants, laying down, thinking that perhaps, perhaps the weight on my body will keep my pants right up, right up above my navel. But it does not. They slither right back down, down my legs, down to my ankles. And it makes me mad. Thank you. Well, you know, I have to ask you a question. I have answers. Okay, well, that's good. I would hope so. Hopefully only one per question, though. Maybe. Do you know how to wear pants? I have... I have known how to wear pants. Do you currently... I would say yes. Okay. Have you heard of a belt? What is that? It's a belt. It's a, a piece of usually leather, which you wrap around your waistband, and it keeps your pants up. Oh. I would suggest looking into those. Well... Uh, we, unfortunately, uh, we have to go to the intern section, which sucks. So. Hi, I'm the uh, intern. Yeah, this, this new fucker, he won some shitty elementary school award, and now he's here. We gotta listen to his dumbass poem. It's titled, Boy is Kindergarten Hard. Fucking excited for this one. Go ahead. Boy is kindergarten hard. Fat is also called lard. My favorite playwright is the bard. I feel love within my heart. And this is a poem, and if you didn't know him, then you probably passed him in the street. The end. Wow, that was a great poem, wasn't it? Uh, no. Nope. Yes, it was. You nah. said it was earlier. I didn't. I said it would suck. Well, we got that obligation out of the way. That's the but poetry corner for the day. Work and into it. Yeah, that's fine. You're fucking. What are you? Ten? Eight? Yeah. I'm Which one? Six. 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 Okay. Well, then you'll get worse as you grow older. So too bad. You've got a long. Long We've life. Cut off the Why don't you go come side? in a room full of bugs? That'll get your artistic group. Well, that's it. That's it for throwing. the uh, poetry corner. <laughs> Join us next week when we have an Icelandic fisherman dictate poetry from underwater. It'll be very interesting, maybe. Or entirely incomprehensible, like me. <laughs> The Poetry Corner is brought to you by Leaky Butt Toilet Paper and Anal Beads for your urethra and mm, I love fuck those. Butter. Fuck butter for your nipples. Yes. And me because I have loads of money. The Poetry Corner is also a co-production of National Public Radio. Bleep. All right, so let's move into the last bit before we do radar. So, yeah. Collateral Beauty, 
was made for a... Oh, but I hardly collateral noody. No. <sighs> oh. Collateral beauty has a certain, has a certain percentage Christ. on Rotten Tomatoes. 13. What does it have from... 30. Okay, it, it, it's 36. 14. That was, uh, it's Ooh, 14. Whoa. Damn. Jesus Christ. Based on 185 reviews. What about the audience score? Oh, God. It's got to be like 42-ish. It's... 64. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, all the people must have enjoyed this. Um, so the cons- <laughs> critics' consensus reads, well-meaning but fundamentally flawed. Collateral beauty aims for uplift but collapses in unintentional hilarity. <laughs> yeah. 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 True. And this movie cost a certain amount of money to make. What oh, God, it's did be it cost lot. to make? 80 mil? No. Lower. Mm. I would say 30 million. It's got a lot of stars. It cost though. a reported uh, 36 million. And how much did it make? I want to say 1.5 million. <laughs> I'm going to say uh, 12. It made $88,528,280. It made $7 million in its opening weekend, grossed 31 in uh, (sighs) the United States, and $57.5 million internationally. That's sad. Hey, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Good lord. So it... um, it made some money. So before oh, I move on God. to the Metacritic reviews, I want to read a quote from Alan Loeb. He said he Please. wrote the script on spec saying, quote, if it's something that I've meditated on for a couple of years, the idea that someone who's been through mm. a terrible loss and was angry and twice destroyed and wrote letters to the universe. I didn't know why or how or what that meant for years, but it wouldn't leave me alone. I wish, wish it would have. Yeah. Yep, wish it did. Yeah. It's too bad. <laughs> Yeah, so this was originally supposed to star Hugh Jackman, but he went to do uh, make a different movie. Uh, Logan. He was oh, too huge then, a Jackman. Yeah, a huge Jackman. And then a Johnny Depp Jackman. was supposed to star before oh, Will Smith. Oh, God. Yeah, I know. I'm glad it's Will Smith and not Johnny I think Will Depp. Smith is the best choice. Uh, un- unironically. I, I honestly think he is the three? best choice. Yes. All right, so moving on to the Metacritic... Uh, reviews these are some 10 these are some really high rated reviews so this one oh says boy. it's a 10 out of 10 froggy 4635 quote i rarely go to the theater and see movies but as soon as i saw the trailer i knew i needed to see it having recently lost my husband i completely got where howard was coming from and how losing someone you love changes you and destroys you how and destroys how you see the world and what happens in the after. I think it spoke from that deep place inside. It wasn't long ago that I would have been able to follow the plot of any film because grief affects everything in your life. Even as the coworkers create their plan, you can see they are not sure it is a good thing. When they have to face the consequences of their plan, you can see they feel Howard's pain. I think it was wrong to compare it to It's a Wonderful Life or touted it as a holiday feel-good movie. Anyone who is grieved will get it. I know I intend to make it a per, uh, permanent part of my library. Jesus fucking Christ. You know, I'm glad that it was able to help Froggy Forceps fr- through their fucking <laughs> through their grief. But Jesus Christ. But they're wrong. Yeah. 
Good lord. <laughs> That's all I can say. They're wrong. Yeah, they are. All right. This is I, me from April 2017 wrote the philosophical underpinnings of this beautifully crafted film cannot and all caps must not be overlooked. Apart from I the think fact I, that I think I can overlook them. No, I, I don't I don't think anyone can overlook them because they're, they're they're whatever like whatever faux philosophy is like like delivered through this fucking movie is like fucking hammered home in your mind again and again and again. There's no there's no depth to it. Like the it, the whole film is just like like we can go back to the well, you know, nothing truly dies if you look at it hard enough, you know? Like or look at it from a different perspective. It's so fucking ridiculous. Good lord. A- apart from the fact that only the privileged could live such a reckless life and not suffer grave financial losses. I get that grief transcends all class boundaries. The film also proves that interventions are effective change makers, however drastic and self-centered they are. Uh, okay. Sure. I like that this film proves something. <laughs> the evidence that this film provides. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Based on this film. Uh, okay, some of my favorite uh, critic snippets about it. Um... Eric Henderson of Slant Magazine wrote that David Frankel, the director's film, argues that the power of miracles can be manufactured by those who can fund them. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't hire those actors if you didn't have the money. Yeah. Alan uh, Sherstall of the Village Voice wrote, maybe you'll be at dinner. Maybe nobody will believe you. Or maybe they will. And someone will say, Hollywood is terrible at making movies about trauma. Yeah. Uh, Randy Cordova of the Arizona Republic wrote this wildly distasteful premise is meant to be cute and enlightening like a modern Frank Capra flick, but this is hardly it's a wonderful life. Instead, the movie keeps tripping over itself. And last one, Leah Greenback, uh, Greenblatt of Entertainment Weekly wrote, these actors are too good to be entirely sunk by the sheer silliness of the material, with the exception of Smith, who seems fully committed to playing the role of a human frown face emoji. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm sad. I don't like like life. It's, It's bad. Okay, there is one more. Okay. Millie Vanilli, not the, uh, gave it a 10 out of 10 and said, quote, I love this movie. It's refreshing and different and thought provoking. The critics who thought it was predictable and shallow were obviously in another theater. I loved the portrayal of grief and aspects not usually found in movies. I loved how the characters really cared about each other and were facing realistic challenges. The writing was realistic and the acting (laughs) was superb. There was enough humor scattered about to keep the sad parts from taking over. And I really, really liked the twists at the end. I thought about this story for days afterwards. If I had four thumbs, they would all be up. Well, you don't. Good Lord. Jesus fucking Jesus fucking Christ. Dude. I'm definitely going to oh, be thinking oh, about this oh, fucking oh, I forgot about for days, though. Jesus. I forgot about this one. Robbie Collin of the Telegraph wrote, I still can't quite believe it exists, though I may yet find myself shouting about it on the street. 
<laughs> yeah. Like we do sometimes. We're like, God damn it. God damn it. Like, how does why? this get made? How, how do people give this money? Yeah. Oof. All right. So this movie was nominated for a Razzie Award. What was its, uh, what was it nominated for? Worst Ensemble. Yep, worst screen combo. The entire cast of once respected actors. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the writer Alan Loeb has written Catastrophe Section of Love, alum The Space Between Us, Collateral. Hell Beauty, yes. A movie we have to uh, we have to review called The Only Living Boy in New York. Yep. Here comes the boom with Kevin James, Rock of Stop. Ages. Just go with it. The Dilemma, The Switch, M- Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, 21, and Things We Lost in the Fire. Dire- the director, David Frankel, has directed such things and is actually an Oscar winner himself for Jesus. Best Short Film for Dear Diary. So he's directed such films as One Chance, Hope Springs, The Big Year, Marley and Me, and The Devil Wears Prada. Along with episodes of Grapevine, Band of Brothers, and Sex in the City, and Entourage. And also, Steve Mnuchin was a producer on this movie, so let that sink I in. Did see, I did see that, yes, that Steve Mnuchin is, is, is EP on that. All right, so that's uh, <sighs> all that I've got that I did research on yeah. for the movie. Let's move into our final segment, which is what's on our radar this week. Aaron, what's on your radar? Oh, Christ. Um, I'm playing Chivalry 2. It's fun. Stab people in the face. And I think you peasants. mean chivalry also. Yes, chivalry also. That's the game I'm playing. It's fun. It's pretty good. Um, uh, the new Wes Anderson flick was good. That one. French Dispatch. I like that. Yeah, that is good. I like that one. I'm, I'm working through Witcher 2. Witcher Season 2, not the game. It's fine. That's it. Is it worth watching? Because I never watched the first season. I like it. I'm having fun with it. Is it bloody and actiony? Um, enough. The action is good. okay. Um, I the first season is more monster of the week for the first half, which is super fun. Uh, but then they only do that for so long. So there's not a, I don't think there's enough act, uh, monster killing in season two. That's like my one critique is like, I don't know, go kill some fucking monsters, dude. But there's some good stuff in there. Have you finished it yet? Anything no. else? Okay. Not really. All right, Green, what's on your radar? Um, I haven't started watching The Witcher season two yet. Um, I'd like to. I, I'm a big I'm a big Witcher nerd. So. Um, I haven't had time recently. Instead, I've just been on break. And so I've just been watching a lot of reality TV, like fucking Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, an amazing show called Below Deck, um, which is just drama on yachts. It's hilarious. Um, and other than that, I, well, I guess I think that that's it, actually, honestly. For mine, uh, just two things. So the new season of Doctor Who, or series, if you want to be all British, it's pretty good. Doctor Who. Jodie Whittaker's about to 
regenerate, which I'm a little sad about. But the other thing that I really want to plug is Nightmare Alley, the new Guillermo del Toro movie. I went and saw it. It's not doing great in theaters. It's only made like seven and a half million dollars on a $60 million budget. So I really hope he gets to make more stuff because I need to go go see that. Yeah. It's probably going to drop out of theaters with it like on Friday. So you should probably go see it as soon as you can. Yeah. But yeah, it's great. It's noir. It's got all sympathy for monsters and the monstrosity of like regular people, real Guillermo stuff. And if you want to know more about it, after you watch the movie, there's a great interview that he did on WTF with Mark Maron on his podcast that came out like a week after the movie came out. So yeah, that's it for me. Cool. So that's it. So yeah. Um, coming up, what we're going to try to do is one thing that we we shouldn't make promises anymore. Oh, not promises, but I, I say what we're going to try to do is do Moonfall when that comes out in February. Oh, God, yeah, we're absolutely doing Moonfall. Holy shit. Hell yeah, we're doing Moonfall. That movie looks so fucking yeah, it, shit. I'm it comes excited out February for 4th. Hell yes. Absolutely. goddamn lootly. Yeah, so um, we'll try <laughs> to get that out when we can, if we can. Yeah. No promises. Yeah. yeah. We're we're busy folk. We we busy. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. bussy folk. No, we're not that. Bussy folk. We're some bussy no, folks. No, we're not that. Mm. We're not yum, that. Yum. Yep. No, we're not that. Bussy folk. Stop it. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, we're not. We're yum, not yum. that. We're that. No, so, we're not. Uh, outro then, huh? <laughs> Alright, outro. But not that. Scrumpity, bussity, bussity, boo. No, stop Take talking about that. All it's this not goo. family friendly. It's on the floor and it came from me. Why? Look at this Why pile. It? It's tall as a tree. <laughs> I don't have anything. <laughs> the to catastrophe section. <laughs> Our show. Yep. Wow. All right. That's it. Okay. Love you. Bye. <laughs> oh, God. I'm stuck. No. <laughs> Please.